Hello, welcome to Spotlight, an illuminating show in every way. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we hear about a global sing-along for peace. Find out why everything is better when it's wetter at the Laxey Working Men's Institute. It's not what you're thinking. And catch up with the Kush. As always, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime. Email me, spotlight at manxradio.com. You know it in your sleep, don't you? Or if you prefer, direct to me, Howard Kane, with that E on Kane, at manxradio.com. Well, there's nothing like music to unify humanity and bring people together something perhaps very much to the front of our minds in recent days. Uh, With that in mind, more than 300 children from the primary schools across the island are going to join together in song later this month as one to raise money for the children and families of Ukraine. It's the brainchild of just one special and tireless woman who, with at least one of her favourite daughters in tow, possibly both, dropped in to the Spotlight studio, such as it is, to tell me more. Hello, I'm Pauline Dehaven, and I'm talking about children of the world in man. Hi, I'm Francesca Dehaven, and I'm supporting my mum, Pauline Dehaven, talking about children of the world in man and the one day, one choir. Well, give us give us a quick overview first, Pauline, of what exactly all this is about and how it came about in the first place. Well, initially, I suppose it was because of um, 9-11. I was in the States at the time, and it was such a terrible time, as you know, with 9-11, that um, I was thinking of all sorts of things that I could do for a peace movement and this one day one world choir idea came to me and it was interesting that when I eventually came home to the Isle of Man there was an organisation one day one choir and they were founded in 2014 so that set the ball in motion really and I got in touch with them and then it um, went on from there that actually when the Ukraine war came to fore um, it seemed like the ideal time to set this up to involve children because I think at the end of the day it's our children, the future generations, that we have to try and instill in them the feeling for peace and not war and the way to do it was through music, I felt. It's the universal language so therefore that seemed like the best way to start with one day, one choir, the organisation already set up, we join with them, with others across the world and children at the fore, primary school children. So that's really what it was all about. So this year then what we're talking about is I think in the region of 300 children, 300 children plus from the primary schools across the island. So they're all going to be gathering together for a for a mass sing by Timbald Hill, is that the idea? That's right, yes. The buses will be dropping them off at the Fairfield and then we'll have Hello Little People, Samba Man there and volunteers to greet them and they'll assemble on the Fairfield in lines, in school lines and then at approximately 12.45, Hello Little People and Samba Man will lead them to the hill in procession and they'll be sitting on the hill, standing on the hill in certain positions and they'll be singing songs for peace, various things like... All You Need Is Love, um, Imagine, Give Peace a Chance. It's a good, well-known ones. That yes, people, yeah. simple things to remember, because obviously they are primary school children, we don't want to put too much on them. But the main song they'll be singing, which is quite a bit longer than the others, the others are just choruses, is um, We Are The World. 
which was the song that was made popular by Steve Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. and Lionel Richie. Yeah, I remember. And it, it raised loads of money for, I think it was Africa at the time. So that's the main song. But the other thing that's quite um, moving, I think, is the fact that our own Bunskul Galga. Bunskul Galga, that's it, yeah, that's I think it. that's it. Um, they'll be on the top of the hill with a group of Ukrainian children who will be singing a song for peace in their native language. And our Manx school will be singing a song for peace in Manx too, both of them on top of the hill. And Hello Little People will be leading them all. So I think that'll be quite poignant, really. Wonderful. So it sounds like your mum's got it sewn up there, Francesca. Are, are you official helper or? Yes, I'm official helper, although to be honest, mum hardly needs it. She has, <laughs> as you said, got it all sewn up. She's been absolutely amazing, pulling it all together, organising everything. Well, I have to say that the younger generation, Cheska and Christy, both are admin perfection because I couldn't do half the things on the computer that they do and I think it's all down to technology which I don't have no. so thank you for that team effort <laughs> all, all the best events are team efforts aren't they it's what it's all about is, is it going to be something that the, that the public can go and see or how, how's that going to work this year well we can't really invite an awful lot of the public to come because obviously with it being a working day and it's a main thoroughfare if we get a whole lot of vehicles rocking up to Timwald Hill, it might cause traffic mm. mayhem. So we're just keeping it simple this year and making a point of focusing on the children and getting them on the hill and hopefully videoing it and have photographs put it in the papers and on Max Radio as well, um, just to show what can happen. And then in future years, who knows, we might even... Um, get the roads closed and have a similar Timwell Day type of air, so we never know. I'm liking, but, the, I'm liking the sound of that, well, yeah. Well, with 32 schools, obviously, there would be about 6,500 children if you had all of them arrive, so you'd have to close the roads. So this year, the inaugural one, we're just going to keep it simple and try and keep as low-key as possible just to focus on the children on the hill and take photographs and mementos and let it be something special for them as well, because that's what's important, is to make an impression on them. So, and as you mentioned, I think at the beginning there, it, it, this whole concept of one day, one choir is, is actually a sort of global concept. It is, mm. yes. It's uh, millions of people across the world gather on the 21st of September, World Peace Day, and they all sing across the world in their own time zone, obviously, and then they post pictures and comments, etc., on the One World website, One Day, One Choir website. And um, we've been asked to post videos and pictures on their website too, and they've already actually highlighted the Isle of Man there on the world map. So that's a bit of exposure and publicity for us too. So um, we're looking forward to that bit. So the younger generation, Francesca, of the of the uh, clan going to be taking part? Uh, yes, I think so. I think we'll be uh, we'll be assigned tasks, I think, on the day. So we'll be running around <laughs> and helping as volunteers, won't yes, we? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing as well is to mention, isn't it, the fact that this year that as it's all about Ukraine, there will be there will be an ability to, to donate on the day which will go to the local Ukraine charity, won't yeah. they? If, pe- if people do happen to be in that area yeah. um, and passing. But otherwise, there's an online... There's well, speaking online of technology, um, Francesca link. and Christy both set up the Facebook page mm-hmm. and the Just Giving page, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So um, we do have that facility to get the link from the Facebook page to Just Giving for people to donate that way or, as Cheska said, actually on the day we will have buckets for cash. And I think what we're going to do is make sure that the cash on the day is going to be distributed to the local um, Man support for community, Ukraine, etc. And the Just Giving page will be part of the DEC for the wider Ukraine country, children and families. 
So I think that will work out. That's yeah. terrific. And yeah. as well as family help, I see there's also help from the likes of Rotary Club and Soundcheck as well, getting involved and helping to set oh, up. Oh, yes. We had a wonderful support from Soundcheck. I mean, without them, we couldn't have done it. And they've been brilliant all the way along. And um, a couple of other donations from the Rotary Club that have helped us as well with a couple of banners. Um, and we've had other people giving us support time-wise, like the wonderful 80-year-old who actually <laughs> created and helped fix the posts. Yeah. I know, we were just yeah. looking at that one, the lovely <laughs> colour photo, and he's, yeah, a man who looks like, he's got a saw in his hand, and he looks like he's pretty handy. He is said. handy. <laughs> yes, your neighbour Jack is We call him sharp, sharp as a tack Jack. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Lots of tacks in his workshop. Perfect fit. <laughs> and you even had a wonderful donation, didn't you? From oh, yes, we had a surprise. We just happened to, we put the... Um, uh, just giving page up, Francesca did, and we were so, so surprised. She just put a thousand pounds as the goal target mm. to see where, because you don't know, do exactly. you? Exactly. And we were surprised the second day after we, um, you put it up. Um, there was about forty-five pounds on it, but the second day it had bumped up to five hundred and forty-five wow. pounds. That's amazing. Isn't it? So we were tickled pink. Mm -hmm. To Quite see right that. Too. So, if you want to make a donation, then uh, you can go to the uh, Facebook uh, link there. So it's facebook.com forward slash one day one choir IOM. That's uh, all one word, uh, caps on the IOM. You hinted that there as well that uh, hopefully this might become an annual event. We're hoping to do it annually. And I think obviously the first year it's a steep learning curve. But I think if we get everything into place, we sort of broke the back of the logistics so that we can build on it next year and perhaps invite more children and people to get involved and see how it goes. But I it will be probably different charities each year, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. And um, it'll be a case of selecting which one each year, but hopefully we can build on it. And I have to say also, the government departments who I've dealt with have been so helpful, and in particular Bus Fannin, I have to mention them. They've been wonderful at helping work. to work things out because without them, mm. we couldn't have the children being dropped off and collected on time. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. We just have a small window to get them onto the field, onto the hill, back off, and the buses back to get the schools in the afternoon picked up so it's been a bit of a, a logistical Night challenge yes i've got to say nightmare <laughs> challenge is the right word challenge challenge but is the right i have word. to say it was david thornton is the one who's working with me but he has worked it out brilliantly so i'm just very grateful for that what a wonderful idea well done pauline for getting it together great work and quite a logistical feat i know she's had help from various quarters including she said that max kelly at doing school thank you max you're welcome to go along on the day to watch and listen of course and perhaps even more importantly, donate. But please, if you do, don't clog up the main road. We know what it's like around there, so don't clog up the main road through St John's. Think ahead, be sensible and considerate in where you might leave your van or bus or car or whatever the case may be. And enjoy the music. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. That was very sensible advice for me, wasn't it? Now... Where do the Seven Seas meet Queens and Tassels, become feral and join Penny Productions? The Laxey Working Men's Institute, of course. Uh, intrigued? Well, it's all taking place there on Friday, the 23rd of September, an evening of poetry, burlesque, comedy and music. Polyvinyl, a.k.a. Georgia Lazette, and poet Bill Strutt, he of the wondrous voice, explain more to Christy Dehaven. We are doing a show called Seven Seas, which was a bringing together of seven fantastic talents that we've been lucky enough to work with. The spirit of feral, as people may or may not know, was all to do with collaboration and trying to get people that don't necessarily 
know people that they want to collaborate with, but they have an art form that needs to get out there. So we, after we did Jackie Murray Grace's book launch down at the Art Centre, um, we had a conversation with Simon Smart, who is the fantastic Captain Nemo in our show. Um, and he doesn't get out to share his voice with the world often enough. And Simon's voice is incredible. By the third word of any song that he's singing, I have goosebumps all over my body. He's, he's insanely good. So I thought, well, if we can do a show that showcases people, what needs to be sea-themed so that we can have Simon's sea shanties, what do we have? Seven seas. Let's find seven talents. So what did you think, Bill, when she came to you with this idea? I always say yes. A woman comes to me with an idea and I just say yes. It's always the best way, I find. <laughs> and it's quite an intriguing idea because, as you said, this is going to combine music as well. So so how will it all sort of work then? What, what's the sort of sort of general general layout of the evening? Well... I did a poem a long time ago called The Ballad of Bob and Mary, which is about an older couple from the north. And I've been doing this poem all over the place for such a long time. But Bob and Mary, they've got a life story. They've got a lot more stories to tell. So I was thinking, well, what will happen when Bob and Mary eventually manage to go on holiday? Because in the original poem, they talk about how they used to go on holiday when they were younger. But Mary never got to go on a cruise ship. So Bob has booked a holiday on a cruise ship with Mary. And that's the setting for this show. Um, In the spirit of a 1950s, 60s postcard, shall we say. Do you know what? I can pretty much imagine what it's going to be already just from that bill. That's so descriptive. And uh, and I've, I've heard Bob Mary a number of times and it is absolutely brilliant. I think but that's the thing about the poetry that both of you do. Your characters are so strong and I think people really sort of relate to them and f- sort of fall for them in a way, don't we? We sort of get to it. So actually continuing their story is a lovely idea. So, Bill, we know about Bob Mary. So it's going to continue, as we've just heard from mm-hmm. Georgia. Um, tell us what sort of things you're going to be bringing then. Well, I used to work many years ago in the fish yards in Peel, and so I wrote something quite recently, which is called Tenterhooks, um, which I'm not going to do now. But um, the last time I did it, it was so well received that we said we're going to have to put this into the show in some way or another. Um, and it really is just a reflection of Peel, the people that worked in the fish yards, how it felt to work in the fish yards, starting work at four o'clock in the morning, the fish scales, the sulphurous lights in the sky, that sort of kind of stuff. So mm. I just put that together. Oh, this sounds absolutely glorious. It really does. And one of the things we mentioned, obviously, when we first started talking is that it's quite easy to find seven talents for this because it seems like the scene over here has just become, it's, it's blossoming essentially, isn't it? And thriving very much so. Would you say that's fair, Bill? I definitely say that's fair. I think I've now been involved in the poetry world on the island for about 30 years and it's just grown and grown and got better and better and more and more talent is available. We've just finished a bard competition, a new bard has just been announced, I think now the eighth bard. Um, You've got Jackie Murray Grace who is just such a seriously great talent on her own, is amazing. Obviously the lovely Georgia. Um, and so many others, um, far too many to mention, really. Um, but the, the pool of talent is so deep for us to dip into, it's just marvellous. It really is. And Georgia, very well received by the public as well, isn't it? Because, you know, sort of maybe a few years back, people may have thought poetry was a bit niche, but actually you're getting real audiences for this, aren't you? We are. I think 
one of the things that I've been doing the last few years is I started working with Queens and Tassels. And for them to go from purely burlesque to have poetry within that setting as well really broadened that audience and the poetry audience. And to have them work together is just fantastic. So that's one of the things that we've brought to the show. So we've got three members of Queens and Tassels in this show as well. We've got uh, Rachel Didi Krellin, we've got Gwenella Sihen, and we've got Owen Fenella Beach. So to have those three on side in this show, to bring that colour and that life along with the poetry, so we've got the dancing as well, um, it really does broaden the appeal of everything. And it means that people that aren't necessarily into poetry, but are into dance, will be exposed to some poetry. And some people that are into poetry will be exposed to this this form of dance. And it's it's a lovely thing to be involved with. It's really, really exciting. It kind of feels to me very bohemian and very sort of nostalgic. It's the sort of thing that maybe used to happen in sort of like the 20s and 30s. It feels somehow like you're bringing this back. Absolutely. One of the things that we did with Feral and um, one of the things that we do with Queens and Tassels as well is we try to invo- um, try to avoid corporate involvement. It gives us a lot more freedom as artists to do whatever we want and to create whatever we want because we don't have to represent anyone else's opinions but our own. Um, and frankly, that's really what artists want, isn't it? The freedom to express. It's And I think it's also true to say that lots of people don't know that they like poetry and still until you put poetry in front of them mm-hmm. and then suddenly they get it and say, wow, I've never seen this done live. It's always been from a history book or something I was taught in school, whereas the live expression is a completely different thing for most people. And I think that's what people really click into. That's what they love. And I think the other thing it does is provide a platform for people to say, oh, I can do that too. And people join in. Jackie, um, Murray Grace, said to me some time ago, she saw me perform 100 years ago or something and said, wow, I can do that. And lo and behold, here she is, my favourite poet, you know. So, yeah, it, it has a great effect on people. There is so much drama in what she does as well. And actually, I want to come to this because you said anyone can do it. Can anyone be a limpet, Bill? Anyone can be a limpet. How do you be a limpet? You just need to cling on. <laughs> Very good. I am saying this because this is what, what your character is described as. He's Bill Strutt and Bob and a limpet. Yeah, that's about it. You're that's, not going to give anything away, are you? No, that's about, that's about all I'm good at. It really is clinging on to everybody else's talent and, and going along on, on coattails. That's oh, what I do. Amazing. So, Georgia, I just want to know then when and where I can see what is clearly going to be an absolutely brilliant evening. Friday the 23rd at Laxey Working Men's Institute at 7.34.8. And of course, another good thing about the Laxey Institute, it's bring your own. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. It's wonderful. So don't forget to bring your drinks with you. Exactly. And how do we get tickets? There are tickets on Eventbrite. So if you just search for Seven Seas or you can find it on Facebook, search for Seven Seas and there's a, a link there so you can just click through and buy your tickets online. Excellent. Listen, have a wonderful night. It just sounds like it's going to be magical and I hope you do more of these. Might it happen again? Oh, absolutely. If it's very successful, then hopefully we'll take it to somewhere else on the island. If not, then we will rejig it and do something else. We have so many good performers that we know, so many talents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there won't be only one event, there will be many. <laughs> and they'll all be great, I'm convinced. Sounds like a great event, doesn't it? Search The Seven Seas on Facebook or Eventbrite, go along, and hopefully it will indeed become that regular event. Great stuff. Oh,
The wonderful Kajin Kuja at the Kush a few years back. I can tell that looking at their faces. This year's event might still be a month or so off, but it will be here before you know it, as will Christmas. It's already gearing up to be another great event, the Kush, not necessarily Christmas. As Ruth Kagan from Culture Van and told me, you can't have too much Ruth. Yes, the Kush Manx Language Festival is taking place between the 2nd and the 6th of November this year. So that's Wednesday the 2nd until Sunday the 6th. And we've got a whole host of events planned for you. 14 events over five days. And there really is something for everyone, um, whether you're brand new to the language or you've been speaking it a long time and whether you're young or um, not so young. Educational opportunities in the Kush as well? Definitely, yeah. There's some pop-up classes, pop-up beginner taster classes, which are happening on Wednesday the 2nd of November at Henry Bloom Noble Library. So you can come along 12.20 till 12.50 or 1.20 till 1.50 for those. So if you want to explore some useful phrases and just feel a little bit more confident, you could come to one of those. Um, there's also things like lectures in Manx or events completely through Manx, but there's lots of other really fun events as well, which I wouldn't say are educational, but more just uh, a lot of fun. What is the concept of the Kush then? Is it, is it just to celebrate Manx culture or what would you, how would you describe it? Definitely a way of celebrating the Manx language. So it was established, I think it was in the late 90s by Phil Gorn and um, he had a team um, and at that point it was called Failure Gilgach, um, Manx Language Festival basically and it changed its name to the Kush um, and... Yeah, I mean, is that, is that just chat, is it, or is it? It's got lots of different meanings. Yeah, um, chat is one of those, and having like a get together, that sort of idea, and it and it really kind of encompasses the festival really well, actually, because um, you know, lots of people coming together, celebrating Manx language, but also really wanting to invite new people into the the scene as well. So if people are brand new to lang, you know, the Manx language, we want them to come and get involved too. So there are plenty of opportunities where people can come along, um, and one event I would say in particular which would be really good for that is one called Kush Cavern as Crew and Cavern means a cup and crew is like creating so um, the idea behind that is come along and find about different language organisations there'll be tea and coffee and cakes and refreshments for sale artisan crafts with Manx language some pop-up workshops performances all that sort of thing between 11 and 4 on Saturday the 5th of November at the Institute in Laxey which is a wonderful space and um, really nice so come along and find out about you know all the different things that different people do and it'll be a really welcoming space for you. Is the aim to sort of grow the Kush year on year? Well, I mean, it's pretty big now. I think the 14 events over five days is is pretty good. And I think we'll probably stick to that sort of length of festival. But um, we'd like to see more and more people coming along to things as well and just trying something new for the first time. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... It's maybe not growing the number of events, but definitely growing the number of participants. We'd love to see more new faces and and faces who are already involved with the Manx language, of course, altogether. Just give us those details if people want to find out about the Kush in advance. With its as it's rapidly coming up, it'll be here in no time. It has to be said. Well, you can go to www.learnmanx.com forward slash kush, and I'll just spell that for you, C-O-O-I-S-H. And we'll have some printed programs around the island that you hopefully can get your hand on as well, and have a look at those and, and clutch those in your hand as well if you don't like, a, you know, 
want to go on the internet for that. But yeah, there's lots and lots of things going on, organised by all different Manx language organisations. So um, everyone's kind of come to the helm. And there's something all around the island um, as well. And as I say, for all abilities and different ages. And we'll hear more about the coos closer to the time without a doubt. But get those dates down in the diary now. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen at your leisure. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts, ideas, whatever. Stay creative. I'll see you next week. Cheerio.